in the words of the new Aston Villa manager, good evening. Fantasy managers, welcome back to another instalment of the FPL Addicts Game Week Review. I'm your host, Rev, and I'm joined by the fantastic Reedy here today, and we're going to be bringing you all the latest from Fantasy Premier League. We're going to be going through some of the highlights and the lowlights of teams and assets from uh, the last game week, and we're going to be using this information to be looking forward to the game week ahead. If you are new around here, please do make sure you give our podcast and our video some love with a like, a rating, or if you're listening along on the app, please give us a little cheeky review. And if you're not already subscribed, please do give us a subscription. That would help the channel out a lot. And before we move on, uh, I just want to say a big thank you to all the people who have already joined us in the chat. We've got a couple of regulars here. So Mike and Tiff, Big shout out to you. Welcome. Uh, Tiff says, hey, guys, welcome. And Mike has already got his Unai Emery impressions. Good evening to you. Uh, but before we move on to the game week, let's hear it from the original FPL hitman, FPL addicts hitman himself. It's Reedy. How are you, mate? You good? Good, Mikey. Cheers. Um, or oh, AKA the Reverend. Um, ah, yeah, cheers. Going well, going well. Oh. Lovely beer there. Oh yes, um, yes sir. Yeah, but um, I'm doing well. Yeah, doing good. Uh, Champions League this week to kind of break it up after a frantic back to back um, sort of Champions League. What, 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 what's that? Well, I, I, I'm an Everton fan, so I don't know yeah, what that is. Yeah, worry, we'll be, about we'll it in the middle of the week. Yeah, we'll be going out tomorrow anyway. So uh, you, <laughs> I won't know what Champions League is either. Oh um, God. But yeah, so like I say, frantic, frantic week of, of FPL. It was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. But otherwise, nice to have a little break now and uh, and focus on game week fourteen. So uh, yeah, yeah, man, that's that's great stuff. And um, you know, if you are joining us today, uh, do do um, yeah, big welcome to to you all. Mike in the chat says Rev is is on the bevs. <laughs> you you love you love to see it, and so, so yeah, it's 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 great to be great to be joined by some people already as we as we get to share this this little time together. Um, so what we're going to be doing in on the podcast today is we are going to be looking back on some of the previous games, um, and looking at some of the information that we've had. Um, now, Reedy, I was doing the document this week, and the first game should really come as no surprise to you that we're going to be looking at. <laughs> It's Nottingham Forest one, Liverpool nil. Yeah, Thoughts? yeah. Who'd have thought we'd be seeing that sort of um, results or scoreline? Shocking. Um, on, uh, yeah, you know, after the back of or on the back of beating City, should I say? Um, just yeah, just just crazy. I mean, this season just gets. I don't know. For me, worse and worse, but for some people, better and better. Um, so well, that's why yeah. Rev Rev is on the bevs today. I'm celebrating. <laughs> I mean, Everton have had a win, Abdi. So you know, might as well get the uh, Stellas out. It's about but, um, time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, one nil. I mean, in terms of the game itself, just yeah, um, Nottingham Forest. Cooper's, you know, he's got him compact. He's got him sort of. Um, what seems like a solid, solid team at the minute. You know, he's picking consistent eleven, and um, yeah, Liverpool just, just not good enough. You know, no Luis, Luis Diaz, sorry, no uh, Jota, uh, Nunes wasn't wasn't available, um, and Mo Salah, unless he's through the middle, doesn't seem to be as effective. So, um, 
that midfield that I saw, you know, in Elliot, Carvalho, Jones, I can't remember the last time we've had a midfield that young start for us and Trent on the bench as well. Uh, you know, you've got probably the oldest player in the squad there who's, who's starting games, talking of having a young squad or young first eleven. So yeah, um, fair play to Forest. Didn't didn't let us, you know, get get too much of a sniff, and uh, really poor, really poor, mate. But um, I'd, I'd probably say Forest. You know, they deserve it. I can't even say we deserve it. I, 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 that's exactly what I was going to say, to be honest, because mm-hmm. Forest looked like they were outplaying you at times, and. And they were defending as an absolute unit. Uh, you didn't seem to be able to to break them down. Like even in terms of XG, they 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 beat you in terms of expected goals as well on the day. So you know it statistically deserved their yeah. three points. You know, um, you know last week versus Man City, Liverpool were just absolutely immense. They they, they were excellent. Like almost flawless, to be honest. Like a, a a really really strong performance. People were saying that they were back, but now are they just back? Is it just back to usual business? Back to being bad. <laughs> back to being, back bad. To being bad. That's, that's Liverpool, Liverpool are back to being terrible. Yeah. Again. Um, what, yeah. What's um, gone wrong, mate? What's gone wrong? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to obviously harp on about it too much um, because you know it's one of them for me. But, but I do, Reedy. I do want to harp on about this. Well, listen, <laughs> yeah, we can harp on all night, uh, but we've got an Everton game to talk about, but we can skip that if you want, mate. Um, oh, no, okay, no, okay. Fine, game, fine. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, listen, um, I think for me, the City game is great, great results, um, a lot of heart, uh, a lot of fight in there, showing that we are still a good enough team, um, not, not back to being our best, but... Uh, I was under no illusion that we could go ahead uh, in any game for the rest of the season and, and not show up again and, you know, really kind of disappoint and so on. So, you know, I, I've learned this season very quickly to move on from um, or really lower my expectations, I suppose, on uh, what we're capable of. Uh, you know, you sort of see some of those players who start the games or the general first eleven capable of, of achieving so much or it has achieved so much but like I say don't want to go on about us too much and um, just really bad really poor and I think it'll happen again um, you know, yeah so so just switching it back before we move on from this game to like an FPL kind of sense of, of things mm-hmm. you know what what do you recommend we do with our Liverpool assets in our teams you know um are Liverpool bad or are they just unlucky so like a just in terms of like XG, like Liverpool are still right up there in terms of XG. And yeah. um, just like one example uh, of a stat is that uh, Trent Alexander and um, Trent Alexander Arnold has mm. zero assists from one point eight two XG this season. Like, and for a defender, that's pretty good XG. Mm. And and yeah. he he's he's had nothing to show for it, so he, he is. He's bad, or he's just unlucky. And and what what are you going to personally do with your Liverpool assets moving forward, mate? Yeah, I mean, we talk about you know obviously XG and and XI and stuff, so on. Um, or oh, XGA, you know, you know all about the stats. You're the stat yeah. guy. But um, yeah. you know, I've got Trent uh, still. I've got Salah because I brought Salah in uh, due to the blank and so on. And, um, you know, I'm definitely not going to be shifting either of those guys this week. We do have leads at home, so it would be, would be silly to, to, to make that move. Um, 
up until the Forest game, the attacking output was actually really, really good from us. Um, mm-hmm. looked, you looked at most of the games, even the ones where we've struggled, we've still scored goals. Um, so if you have got them, I know people maybe wildcarded last week uh, for 13 and maybe even uh, 11 and 12. So I would say for now, um, hold on to them, especially with this next fixture. Um, I think there will be chances created. And I think especially talking about Trent, as you mentioned him, um, you know, I think he's going through a stage at the minute of Klopp that defence really is is more important than attack. Um, yeah. I think that Trent, when he, um, I think it was he came on or he, or he might have started, might have been the game before, um, but he actually defended really well. He, he looked like he was concentrating more on defending than, than getting forward. So I would keep him for now, um, but no surprise. Obviously, we've got... Um, Spurs the week after, where you, where you could potentially say that you know you could take him out. It just depends what other fires you've mm. got to put out uh, before the World Cup, and we'll get you know unlimited transfers by that point. So um, these transfers, I suppose you could say, are a little bit precious um, at the moment. So I wouldn't go wasting it on either bringing in Liverpool assets if you've got them. Definitely wait till the Spurs fixture to get rid if you need to. Yeah, that's great advice there, really. And and it does seem like at Liverpool, it is make or break time for them now. We're entering that stage of the season where we are really going to see what they are made of. And mm. for our FPL teams, hopefully they can turn it around. So the next game that we have in our lineup today, moving on from a Liverpool loss. Um, yeah. It's the, yes, um, the, the the Everton win. Yeah, who, the, uh, who, who yeah, wrote I, the program I, today? <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say um, Southampton Arsenal one one. I think that was that was quite a good game. Well, maybe yeah, <laughs> Everton. I suppose. I suppose. I, suppose I, yeah. I think. I think we really do, because you know, on, I, I think just in terms of going forward for our FPL teams, yeah. Everton, like we looked really good against Palace. Uh, and I think we usually do look pretty good at home. We mm. we definitely look better at home than we do away. Yeah. But our next four fixtures, you know, leading up to the World Cup, are Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, and Wolves. And mate, if DCL is back like he was back, and and he he scored a really good goal, he took it really well. He showed his his physical presence. Mm. I am ready to be emotionally hurt. By Dominic Calvert Lewin, again <laughs> every time. Every time I bring Everton assets into my team, I'm always, always disappointed. But yeah. this time, it's just that it's the hope that kills. Yeah, <laughs> but, of course, of course, but um, but I am I am looking at us to to add a couple of assets to bring in, and and I think DCL should be on a lot of people's radars. Hmm. So the the first thing to note. About Dominic Calvert Lewin, you know, if he is back, he's absolutely nailed. He's on pens. He's got great fixtures, and you know, if he can get that confidence back and start scoring again, he's amazing. And also, he's an easy switch from a couple of FPL assets who are currently in our team. So, I don't know who, who you know. I know that me and you right now, we both got Tony in yeah. our teams, um, and Tony is on four yellow cards. So if Tony gets one more yellow card, that for me, Tony to DCL just becomes the biggest no-brainer transfer. You know, yeah. in, in, I think I think as well though, yeah. I think um, you know, there are FBL managers out there who've got Dominic Solanke. Um and I think that if you've got the funds or 
um you know whether you want to do it in two moves instead because you don't want to obviously take a minus uh take a hit then you know that that's potentially a move with um Solanke being injured at the moment he looks like he's going to be out so I think um I think it's an interesting point you make I wasn't even aware that uh Calvert-Lewin had scored as you know before the stream well mate you know if if Liverpool yeah. lost and Everton won, I'd go hiding as well, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you can stay injury-free, um, yeah. which has obviously been been a huge loss for Everton with him being out injured and so on, and there was a lack of goals, um, no one expected that result, 3-0 Everton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even heard uh, people saying something about uh, there's there's a Ronaldinho inside of, um, you know, Basically, a Wobie's been letting his inner Ronaldinho out this season, Mate. <laughs> which which tickled me to be honest. Um, but you know what? Give him his, his credit and his and his due. Mate, I, really I, I will good. raise a glass to Alex Goatine. <laughs> Go <laughs> Alex Goat Wobie, mate. <laughs> Alex Goat Wobie, He's he's been a, he's. I owe him. I owe that man a formal apology. I really do. <laughs> Like more of an apology actually than I do to Chaza for telling him not to pick Almiron two weeks ago. <laughs> you know? Twenty points later, you know. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. But but he was amazing. He he obviously got a, an excellent goal against Manchester United, mm. and then um, with you know in in our last game against Palace, two assists, and he looked like. He looked like the life and soul of the party, mate. I'm not going to lie. He's totally transformed as it a player. Is, yeah. And, yeah. and there are several people, perhaps in the chat, who maybe don't want to hear this, but it's all down to Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard, mate. Some people hate him. I don't know why. Are you, but he, are you bordering on uh, calling Frank Lampard a, a, a genius kind of thing here? Or... Mate, I don't need to call him a genius. We, we all know he's a genius, man. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, what I will say about Awobi is that um, clearly it was never going to work playing him out wide, um, no matter how hard any manager or he tried. But to kind of reinvent players, and and perfect example of that is Joe Linton for Newcastle. I was just about to put say, him in, yeah. in the position that you know not many people would think they'd thrive or do well at. Um, and Awobi in, in that different position is kind of uh, really is, um, you know, just kind of f- fitted into it really well. Um, yeah. And he's, yeah, he's doing great for you. Uh, he picked up the three bonus and uh, he got himself two assists, which is, you know, what more can you ask from an asset? Uh, who is how much in FBL at the moment? Let's test. Mate, he's 5.5 mil. Oof. oof he is. Five, five mil, so. And um, I think he's a bargain, mate. I yeah. think he's a bargain. He's nailed. We've got great fixtures leading up to the World Cup. Yeah. And yeah. and everything that we do goes through Alex Awobi at the minute. So, you know, you'd be hard pressed pressed to find a better five point five mil mm. midfielder. But other than that, would you say there was any of the standout kind of um, players in the in the game that maybe interests you or any of the FPL managers? I, I think Mikhalenko could have easily had a goal. And uh, it just rebounded to Gordon, who had a, a, a tap in. So, you know, Mikhalenko there with the clean sheet and the goal. Um, so, you know, we, we, we all call him Mikhail Legend. Um, <laughs> Some he, of these names. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It may, you know what? He was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
and and so you know just just credit to them if it, it feels good to talk positively about everton for a change <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you're not wrong there but um listen yeah. you enjoy it while you can um, exactly. and I, think, I think against newcastle as well uh, sorry newcastle against crystal palace i should say mm-hmm. um a lot of people expected them to go on a good run with the fixtures that they had um, especially with some of the FPL assets, a lot of defenders, you know, the goalkeeper people have brought in, Zahar, obviously, who's not done too bad, uh, I should say. But um, but in general, I think that the defend the defence for, for, for Palace is what's kind of surprised people and and uh, not really racked up as many points as um, as what people thought, would you say, Red? I think it's it's one of them where I've I've got my bias in the way of being able to make a, a, a full comment about this because I'm not sure if Palace were bad. I just think we were really good. Mm. Um and and you know, I if I had, for example, Zaha who blanked and well not just blanked, got got a yellow card as well because he got absolutely yeah. rattled by yeah. Andy Gordon at one point, you know, I wouldn't be looking to sell them on just because they had a you know, a mediocre performance against an Everton side who were just absolutely in the ascendancy at Goodison Park. Yeah. So, you know, definitely, definitely keep them. Yeah, mate. So anyway, before we move on to some of the next games, we're going to move to a couple of comments. We've got the Chazza, the legend in, in the chat. Good evening to you, mate. And, uh, you know, I, I'd just like the, to echo the words of Mike there. You know, it is good to see that Chazza did manage to find his way out of that pub toilet and uh, and managed to get himself home all safe after celebrating his birthday. If you are in the chat, do wish Chazza a little belated happy birthday. Um, We've got um, Calm saying that he's going to be watching uh, his, he's given you some, his, he's given his, you some his, strong words there already. He's, 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 uh... he's given me the banter. Calm, obviously a, a Fulham fan. And um, Fulham, a tougher side, a tougher side than um, the the old FDR would give credit for. You know, I think Fulham are capable of scoring somewhere between two to four goals every game. Um, as an Everton fan, I'm more than familiar with the tactics of Marco Silva, and I know that they'll be coming right at us. So, you know, we'll we'll see their calm on on the day next week, and then uh, MLT Milan. Says, should I do the wild card this week? The answer, mate, is is yes, absolutely. If you haven't already wild carded, you should be wild carding in in four game weeks time. You're going to be getting infinite transfers anyway, so the longer you leave it, the the less and less effective that wild card will become. And just to kind of extend on that one, as yeah, well, yeah, Rev. In terms yeah, of the wild card, with there only being three game weeks left. Um, I, th- I think I think there's some good fixtures this week to potentially use that. Obviously, you've got Liverpool, Leeds, and and Spurs, and City, and even Arsenal. Although Forest do look better, um, would you suggest that if you wildcarding and we we we'd probably guess that a lot of FPL managers um, would already have players from these teams. So I feel like with the wildcard, there's a danger of going too different and trying to change your te- team up too much because you know kind of. For me, a wild card is you want to be changing five, maybe six players in your team um, if you're going to use it. But this stage in the in, in the season, and as as you just mentioned there, getting close to the World Cup and unlimited transfers, do you think it makes it a little bit more difficult with the wild card now? Yeah, and, and I think this is definitely coming from two people 
telling you not to use your wild card <laughs> too late from, from two people who definitely used it a little bit too, too early. Too soon, yeah. Yeah, but, but for those of you who don't know, <laughs> me and Reedy um, oh, <laughs> spaffed um... our wild card in game week two. And and I think, you know, th- there are just certain staples, I think, that, that should just be in any wild card at the moment. I think you should be looking for triple City. You should be looking for triple Arsenal. You should be having one or two Newcastle players because they look brilliant and they've got the fixtures to carry on going forward. You should be looking at, at getting, you know, obviously the, the Nordic meat shield in and just slapping the armband on him. And and you can't really go too far wrong uh, outside of that. So, you know, just don't put any pressure on, on yourself. And, um, you know, as long as you pick Erlen Holland, you'll be absolutely, absolutely sound. <laughs> yeah, well, just to throw a spanner in the works there, um, Mikey, um, oh, go on. Holland isn't 100% um, at the moment. So... If that's oh. the case, um, then you never know. We might see uh, the captain's armband being put on Salah this week. So uh, keep a uh, keep, um, you know. Oh, mate! Well, enjoy your four pointer. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. That's, it, isn't it? that's not going to be good all that, really, is it? Um, you know, Salah will miss a pen. You know, um, I won't do much else. So um, yeah, but I mean, it is tough. It is definitely tough. But in terms of wild card, um, I think I think Newcastle are definitely. Someone you've got to you've got to look out for in terms of an attacking. Almiron's the standout pick at the moment, which we'll probably mention at some point a little bit later. Yeah, of but, um, but I think if if you're going to go for, for for a fixture for me, that's a little bit different on a wild card. Um, maybe go for Spurs. Um, I know we've got they've got Liverpool next week, but I think you know as you've seen, anyone can score against us this season. Um, and then Spurs play uh, play Leeds. I think is it in sixteen just before the World Cup. You know that's. That's that's gonna be a Spurs winner. There's definitely definitely goals coming from uh, you know the the Spurs side, whether that's from from Harry Kane or whether mm-hmm. that's from Perisic or whether that is from Young Minson. I'm sure we'll be seeing uh, returns galore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah um, going, going back to as as we say the results and so on. Um, mm-hmm. I know we've discussed the, the Liverpool game and obviously you know the um, the Everton game, the amazing. 3 0 win. The was there amazing, any other games that's prolific? Carried away, but is the um, you know, I know you wanted to kind of talk about um, you wanted to maybe mention Spurs v Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think four are we talking? I think Spurs have shown this season that they're a serious side mm-hmm. already, so I wouldn't be reading too much about Spurs from this one loss. I think, if anything, it says more about the fact that Newcastle is just really serious. This yeah. side, uh, you know, I, I had a few, um, like a, a little bit of a rogue shout before the season, but, you know, someone was asking me what was my top four prediction. I, I, I said I said Newcastle, because I just think under Eddie Howe, you know, their defensive stats you know, mm-hmm. can can get them the consistent returns. Yes. And 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 Newcastle have just looked brilliant. They've just looked absolutely super, super solid. Mm. What Eddie Howe is doing with that team is nothing short of, of a masterclass. Yeah. And um and so yeah, Mike obviously is um is getting in there as an Arsenal fan. Any opportunity to slate spares <laughs> to slate spares. You know, little spares have been decent 
you know, yeah. but they've but they but they've not been great. They've not been at the level that we thought they were maybe at, but they do have a couple of good fixtures to be able to turn that around as well. Mm. But um I th- I think Newcastle could have a serious sniff at the top four this season, yeah. especially if Liverpool continue to do what they're doing. I agree. You know, no, I agree. Um, yeah, so, sorry you know, to bring it up, but, you know... No, it's, no, listen, poor, man. I, I don't think we will get top four this season. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think we will. I think I think the way Newcastle are playing at the moment, you really do need momentum. Um, and I think from an FPL point of view, fantastic at the moment to pick some of their players. I mean, they do own double Newcastle defence. Um, someone, someone I know actually owns the triple and think they might have played it would have been um, the week before against uh, Everton, actually, when they got the 1-0. Um, so, listen, there's there's some great picks there to be had uh, from from Newcastle. Uh, Nick Pope's not really done done um, too much since I brought him in a few weeks back. Um, but, you know, the likes of Kieran Trippier, if you haven't got him, what the hell are you doing? Get him, you know, yeah, totally. as possible. Um, he's on every set piece. Uh, he's just looking brilliant. I mean... You can complain all you want about, you know, having Pope in your side, mate. If you want to know go- goalkeeper woes, I sold Danny Ward <laughs> a few weeks ago, and he's done nothing but bang <laughs> every oh, game no. week. FPL, oh, no. who'd play this, uh, this this game? Eh? Who would play it? Who would yeah. sell Danny Ward when he goes on an absolute, you know, oh, fantastic oh, oh. run? Clean sheets galore, bonus points. Um, Oh, only yeah. some idiot whose name begins with R and That's... rhymes with Bev, you know. <laughs> yeah, get some more of that down here. But, um, oh, but yeah, um, in terms <laughs> in terms of City v Brighton, uh, we just go to that one in terms of you know yeah. mm-hmm. certain Erling Haaland who's um, who's been amazing. I mean, we can't really say too much of a bad word about him to be honest. He's, the man scores goals. Unbelievable! That's, that's all you can um, say about him. He got his that, two goals. Made that so first goal was hilarious. I was going was to say, like, say a little bit fortunate. Should he have had the goal? Should he have had the penalty? Or mate, it was like something out of a cartoon. Like, <laughs> you, have you ever seen? Um, like, as a kid, did you ever watch He Man and the Masters of the Universe? No, like this basically like wacky races or something. Then, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was all. That was also a quality show it was for the brilliant. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Dastardly and all that. <laughs> but um, you know, but what happened was. Holland was just running in a straight line, and the defender just ran into him and just bounced off him. I don't even know, um, man. But like, you know, he'd probably prefer not to be named at this point because it was just embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Holland got his two goals. He got obviously yeah. all three bonus, mm-hmm. um, and then Bernardo Silva, even or, or as as we like to call him, Bilva. Um, yeah, Bilva. Well, sort of sitting there quietly through the season, almost like a Harry Kane type of thing. He'll he'll pick up points as he goes along, but no one will really fancy him because obviously you've got KDB, Foden, all. Yeah, it's kind um, of impossible to predict when Man City, um, you know, attacking midfielders are going to get the returns. And yeah. speaking of, you know, impossible to predict, who would have thought that Phil Foden would be getting benched as well? Mate, I, I took a minus four for the man. All right, you don't have to reveal everything that you did. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll, well do that. Mate, we, we, we already told told what our transfers were going to be on the last pod. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it, it was just like, as soon as I saw that lineup, I knew that I'd been pepped. 
you know, <laughs> I, I, I got totally. Oh, pissed. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You brought Foden in, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, oh, and so, I mean, but I, I think one say? of the things that we can take from that game, though, mm. is that KDB really showed that he's just, he is the main man. He's the main man. Like yeah. everything goes goes through him, and I think you know if if you can like have KDB as as your your second premium, he is right now. He is the top scoring points midfielder yeah. in FPL. He, he's on seventy points, mate. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. And and so you know, I'm I'm sat here with Phil Foden, feeling a little bit shortchanged. Yeah, you could say that because the argument was, oh, we'll go for Foden because the price and, you know, um, that'll that'd be much better. You could put your funds elsewhere and so on. But it appears at the moment that the kind of KDB is just living up to um, to what everyone sees when they watch, yeah. they watch him play football. Um, he's, even he's with a, a black eye. <laughs> even with a black eye, exactly. You can, yeah, yeah. you can have a black eye, but you can still be uh, amazing at football. But I think yeah. in terms of his, his points, as you say, um, you know, he's not he's not sort of been smashing it every week. Don't get me wrong. He's not been doing a Mo Salah of previous seasons, double digits every other week or every week. Um, but, you know, he has scored nine last week. Um he got a, he's, he's pulled up an eight, a ten. He's even got a fourteen point at the beginning of the season, albeit it was against Bournemouth. But there's no denying that he is an option in FPL. It's just whether you want to go for yeah. him with him being twelve million. Uh, plus. Yeah. So I, I think yeah, I think for sure for one of these players, like if you have him, you just love to own him because he's just yeah. so great to watch as well, isn't he? Yeah, as Sam's saying there, in terms of him not being an option, a lot of people would say that you know just because of similar with the Salah. Most seller price, you can do so much more with your team um, or your squad. So we'll see how he gets on later on in the season in terms of after the World Cup, whether people want to bring him in because they just fancy um, KDB instead of Foden. You just don't know. But um, I think it all, I think personally, it all depends on what most seller does. Um, because I yeah. think that I think that I could quite easily see if people haven't got seller, they could go from Foden back to KD, uh, over to KDB if you've got Cancelo. So um, yeah. it, it is all about a, a team value or your funds and what you kind of want to do with it, really. Yeah, it's a good great. point made by Sam. It's just that yeah, some yeah. people say it's not an option in his in there. Yeah, and uh, but if you've got it, if you've got the money, you know you could you could probably justify it for sure. Yeah. Um, so great. So before we move on to um, other FPL assets that caught our eye. Um, just a quick hello to some of the people who have joined us in the chat. FPL Diz, who makes some great um, video diaries um, over on her channel. Shout out to you, FPL Diz. Welcome to the stream. Good to see you here. Um, also, Animations says, hello, I'm new. Always a pleasure to have new people come and follow along on the pod. And, uh, and join us for, for the conversation. That's great stuff. So what we're going to do now is is we are going to um, have a little discussion about some of the particular FPL assets who impressed in this particular game week. I'm mm. going to be asking the question about whether or not they are, um, you know, a, a viable choice going forward. And for the first one, um, it's important to, to mention that for the first time we this season, we've seen Aston Villa be Gerardless. 
yeah, of course, you know, <laughs> not had them. And then all of a sudden, we have Danny Ings with a 12 pointer and Leon Bailey with 13 points. Hmm. Could could Aston Villa under Mr. Good Evening be a side to keep our eye on over the next couple of game weeks because they looked dominant? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? What um, what what sort of um, you know losing a manager that's maybe holding people back or not getting things right tactically um, can do to players. I mean, I do find it. Not crazy as such, but I find it um, so difficult to understand when players have got the ability to perform um, as a team, as individuals, um, and, and kind of it all seems to fall on the manager. Um, but I do think it was the right time for Gerard to go. I think I mentioned that last week. And um, yeah, Villa, Danny Ings, um, he's not probably been getting as much game time as he should have this season, but he pulled up, as you said, the 12-pointer, Leon Bailey, Leon Bailey, I'll say that twice because I know uh, I I had to do a double take when I saw well, it. You know, you know what what's going on when um, when Leon Bailey's getting a goal and um, an assist. So and, you know, and some guy, bonus as well, bro. Yeah, exactly. This yeah, guy yeah. at the beginning of the season was was in everyone's teams, wasn't he? It's was a bit uh, of a meme, to be honest. Yeah, he is a hundred percent. But you know what? I think especially lately, people with wild cards taking him out and so on. And he just goes and does that against um, Brentford. It was, do you know what? You, you could maybe say you'd expected it from Villa. Um, but 4 0 against Brentford, who've been actually decent this season. Brentford are a, a solid side. Man. And Sony as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, to, yeah. To I, said last week, I, said, I said last week, actually, on the, on the pod, I wouldn't be looking at a Villa asset. I wouldn't be going near them. Could we see Danny Ings being a forward option? We, 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 we know. The damage that Danny Ings can do, you mm. know, um, it wasn't like was it last season that he scored nineteen goals over the course of the campaign, mm. and and so you know if if he can get even a sniff of his previous form, yeah. then you know he he, be, he becomes a very serious option. Um, Ollie Watkins though, his goal was comical. I'm not sure if, <laughs> if you saw, if you saw it. He had a few his, bites of the cherry, didn't he? Yeah. I think. A, a few bites, mate. He was gnawing on the pip. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. He was absolutely going for it. But um, yeah, he got a goal. Persistence, persistence, I guess, and um, and maybe that's what Villa of Lachtel is. Is just like a little bit of a desire, and you know, wanting to really show that it's, what, it's, what it's they're kind what of, capable of. Yeah, it kind of, in a nutshell, it's exactly with that Ollie Watkins goal. Um, you know, they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. They just couldn't do it, Villa. Um, they were yeah. conceding as well. Now, all of a sudden, one game, it just takes that, you know, a few goals and all of a sudden, you know, it, it's kind of back for them. But I'm still, I'm still, I'm still sticking to my word. Uh, I am staying away from Villa yeah. players. They have got a pretty difficult fix to run these next three before the World Cup. Uh, they play Newcastle, uh, United and um, Brighton. Uh, before, yeah, very before tough fixtures. So, so yeah, I'm not looking at them realistically. I've got other plans, but um, you know, it's great to actually have more more choices. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Villa, maybe now it could it could be a case they turn the corner. But um, yeah. Yeah, any other assets that you? you well, I, I was just going to um, touch on this point that Colm is is making here, but just before we move on from yeah. from the Villa assets, you know, he, he he makes a great point. You know, it's embarrassing that the same team. 
that played like that and you know turns over a really decent Brentford side 4-0 and yeah. um, can be you know do that when they've been performing the way that they have been so mm-hmm. you know we we know that the skill is there we know that the talent is there it's maybe just the the desire and, and I think Colin makes a great point in that perhaps you know it is embarrassing that they've not just been showing that same desire yeah and um, you, you play for the badge don't you you, you play for the shirt it's also, certainly a case what seems to happen, and it happens at the big clubs. It happens at all the teams. Yeah. That when players want a manager sacked, it certainly shows on the pitch. Uh, and, yeah. and and that's it's simple as that. A manager can do everything in his power, whether he's good tactically, whether he's a great coach. If the players don't want to play for him anymore, if he loses the dressing room, you know, there's only one way he's going, and that's uh, mm. over the club. So um, yeah, I yeah, mean, it is the way it is. It is a shame, as Colm said, as I said, as I referred to earlier. You know, in terms of. Them, them doing that um but yeah so yeah as you say i mean there's a few assets lately we've talked about in danny ward great friend of yours and um, you had him in the fbl team at one time oh, we took him out so pain we won't, we won't pure talk pain <laughs> talk about another guy uh from paraguay uh and his name is miguel almiron uh, yeah i think i want to start this this section i think you should but also i think that I don't think we're going to stop this season saying that um, we are not worthy, Chazza. We are not worthy. Yeah. Um, we, I, I think we, we definitely, like, from myself and from Reedy, from um, from Ollie and from Jack, you know, maybe not so much L, but everyone on the FPL Addicts podcast, we, we kind of owe Chazza a formal apology we bring our humble begging bowls to you and in the knowledge that our fpl brain is nowhere near the level of iq that you can show chaza he just hit it under the mullet didn't he really really well (laughs) we didn't know about you know it's there but you know it (laughs) (laughs) it was it was in in hindsight it was a moment of FPL genius, and and unfortunately he didn't follow through on it because we gave him so much stick. Exactly. And New, Newcastle have got some great fixtures going forward. And you know what though, what I would say is that like if Almiron like had a couple of like dodgy tapping goals, whatever, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be talking about him. You know, I wouldn't. But but he looked brilliant. Yeah. Like yet yet another player who Eddie Howe seems to be turning around and turning into a real proper baller, and then yeah. the, the way he darted around the defense and like sunk it underneath Hugo Loris, it was just a great composed finish and and the speed on him as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, almost, I almost love those good type of goals as well. Where yeah, scrappy. No, well, no, a player off yeah. and he shoots. You yeah. Can, you can see it happening. You know it's going to happen, and almost you mm-hmm. think that is going to save it. And the way that it kind of bends in and so on, I just love those goals. And um, yeah, Almiron. So, so in terms of him being an asset, and in terms of people maybe paying attention, have, have the points been missed, or would you say that it's, you know he's still still an option in FPL? I, I think he's definitely got the fixtures moving forward. Newcastle are, are a great like as far as I'm concerned. I think Newcastle right now are in with a great shout of of getting into the top four. And right now, Almiron seems to be one of the main assets. Like, so I'm eating humble pie as I say that. <laughs> you know, but but um, you know, it definitely, definitely one to look at. Yeah. And yeah. um, the next one that I want to look towards, 
is uh, also um, someone that Sam S as as um, from YouTube has noted in the comments. He's talking about Granite Xhaka here, and um, he says uh, that Xhaka doesn't become a viable pick. Mm. He's not in the top three Arsenal picks. Mm. He got ten points this week again, and when I was watching the game, Granite Xhaka seemed to be in the box and looking a lot more threatening than Bakayu Saka at mm. certain stages in the game. How much is, is uh, Xhaka right now? Is he yet another absolute, you know, wonder midfielder who's turned himself around this season for 5.5 mil? Is yeah, he well, one of them? He's 5.1 at the minute. Um, 5.1? With that 10 pointer that he got, he kind of boosted himself up to 55 points, you know, so to go from... Wow. From 45 to 55, you know, he's now in the top, um, is it six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Number 10 in terms of highest scoring midfielders. Um, I don't know whether to talk about him seriously as a pick because... Yeah, like the, on- the only problem with Granit Xhaka is that you can't have four Arsenal players. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly that, but... <laughs> You know what, though? What I will say, and, and, and Uncle Mike, you know, if, if Mike's still in the chat, that um, I've always disliked Xhaka in terms of how he plays for Arsenal or how he's played for Arsenal, because uh, obviously he's doing great at the minute. Compared to what he what he's like for Switzerland, uh, for his country, amazing. Does everything. He's everywhere. Tackles, goals and so on. Free kicks. Um, but for Arsenal, it's been, you know, just missing, missing that... Um, you know, that cool calmness, um, he'll get sent off, he'll make a silly decision. Um, and yeah, he won't give 110%, but, you know, we're, we're seeing a different player this season. We're seeing that he is capable of doing it in terms of, um, there we go, yeah, Mike's saying about, we had a, we had a chat at a fest, fancy football fest, sorry, uh, in London. Um, yeah, it was definitely a good event, though. It was a great event, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, I was just slating him off, even to FBR mates. Um, you know, Dan, we were all talking about it. And, you know, it's nice to see, to be, it, it's nice to be proved wrong, to be honest. Um, and as I say, to not digress too much in terms of talking from a football perspective, that in FPL, is he an option? Um, if at some point you didn't want Jesus, is three Arsenal midfielders too much. I'd probably say yes if you had Saka Martinelli to have Shaka as well, probably a bit too much. But I think that at some stage, if you were to bring him in um and just have two Arsenal midfielders and he was he was one of those guys, you know, would you go against it necessarily? Maybe not. If he continues to to get in the box as you say there, um Rev, are people gonna take more notice, kinda like Bernardo Silva, you know, tick it along. Yeah, like I'm just looking at my own team right now, and one of the things that I could do um, is is I could take out Bakayu Saka for Xhaka, and I could upgrade Foden to KDB. <laughs> and 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 like and at some stage, you know, even though Xhaka is like objectively a worse asset than uh, you know Saka, you know, it's it's not necessarily a question of whether or not like. You know, Xhaka is a better FPL asset than Martinelli or Jesus or Saliba, you know, any any of these, you know, fantastic players from Arsenal. It sometimes it can also become more about what it allows you to do to the rest of your team. And yeah. so, you know, definitely um, kind of a thing to kind of a, a thing to 
keep keep, keep our eye on you know and, and if he keeps getting into those positions he, i think he will be tough to ignore mm. but i just yeah. think that you know it, it's it's similar to kind of the bruno gamara's um not argument and such but he's a player i really like i think he's got bags of talent fantastic player you know at the beginning of the season it was like shelby's out bruno's going to be playing deeper so obviously yeah. it'll it'll not enable him to get those assists and those goals and so on but you know, especially in the may may have been the Everton game, uh, he had a he had a decent chance uh, to score, but he's just not. An, it's that saying of he's not really an option for FPL. Um, but these sort of players, um, you know, if they carry on doing what they're doing, I think they will become options. Um, and I think at the price that they're at, you know, as you say there, you can downgrade Saka to Xhaka. Um, if you've maybe got DACA, then you can get KDB. <laughs> 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 I could not be Mate, I mean, that's beautiful. That is actually beautiful. That is... But no, on a serious this, note, this, guys, on a serious note, you know, like this is the content that you subscribe for. You know, you've just got, you've just had some FPL rap bars there. So hit the subscribe button, yeah, hit the like button, poetry, maybe, show, poetry, show poetry. your love. Show your love for Reedy in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and on that note, we'll move on yeah, to Castagne. Yeah, uh, again, another real cheap enabler. Who's, yeah, uh, another, who's another on, bit of less pain, though, as well, uh, Rev. Me and you, um, I'm in that boat now. I've experienced less the pain. You would ward me with Castagne now. I benched him for Trent. You know, you've got to you've got to ask. You know, what are we playing at? What are we doing? These Leicester guys, we doubted them, and you know, they're kicking yeah. us in the face now. So, and it brilliant. wasn't even like it was like a dodgy, scrappy one nil win, or what? Like it was. What was Leicester score? Four nil. Four nil. Four nil. You know, Jamie Vardy with the absolute housery at the end. You know, getting the goal and the assist when he was on. Madison, you know, returning from suspension, absolutely mudding all of the um, managers like myself who took him out two weeks ago. Yeah. You know, all, all kinds of um, Leicester pain going on there. But um, what I would like to say about Castagne is, is I'm going to put my neck on the line a little bit here now. is, And I'm going to say that the honeymoon's over. Oh. Leicester, okay. you know they've they've been good, mate. But you know if if you're following along in in the chat, if if um you know you want to get up your um FDR your fix, fixture difficulty ratings, mm -hmm. just have a look at the next you know Leicester fixtures coming up over the next good few weeks. They are tough. Mm. There is some, and we know that Leicester have had a really favourable run of fixtures recently, so. You know, gonna gonna put me neck out there, mate. Yeah. Gonna say, gonna I'm gonna say the honeymoon's over, and um, you know, Leicester defence. If if you were on that boat, congratulations, enjoy your po enjoy your points. But if you weren't, I'm afraid you've missed that boat, and that, that ship has sailed. Yeah, I so reckon. Speak, anyway, speaking of missing boats and ships being uh, you know sailed and so on, I did manage to get his six points uh, the week before. The week before that, I also benched him. He got six points. Pain. The week Pain. Before, yeah, the week before that, I didn't have him. So, out of basically the three weeks that I've owned so him... So, you brought him in and played him once over three weeks? Yeah. 
Do you need to go on the FPL confessions, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gosh. I mean, let's have a look. So they played Palace, they played Leeds, which I played them in, uh, and then they played Wolves. So mm. I'd oh, say brilliant. out of those three, I think I've been unlucky with the Wolves one. Although Trent uh, news did get leaked that he was benched for Milner. So you want to yeah. say, was it team bias? Was it that I thought I can't bench a seven-point-odd million assets in Trent that could come on and could get an assist, which he nearly did, by the way? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. But, um, but yeah, I've missed it. I've missed those 12 points there, and I think you're right. Um, Mikey, I think you're right, mate, that these next three fixtures for Leicester, City, Everton, your boys who seem to, um, yeah, see what they do at the weekend. If they beat Fulham away, then we can seriously look at that. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. it's West Ham, uh, the last game for Leicester before the uh, the World Cup. So, so yeah, boys and uh, girls. Uh, obviously, we've got Dizzy in as well. So, yeah, I think I think that boat sailed or ship has sailed, whatever you want to call it, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Before we move on to a final asset that you're going to bring up, FPL Diz has said yes, uh, she would like some more confessions. Well, <laughs> you know, um, just to say that me and a particular mulleted man. We're in the confessions booth today recording, so do keep your eye out for, for that little nice, in, nice. installment on on a, on a, the next episode of FPL com- Confessions coming up soon. But um, SF5, for me, that you've got here on the document, really, is a little bit of a blast from the past. It you is. Know, yeah. a, bit, a bit of a... This feels old school, almost. <laughs> it does. And, it certainly and does. I'm not sure if this is... A good pick or a bad pick, or even if it's just pure one hundred percent vibes. <laughs> but, but who who are you bringing to the table today, mate? And chat, um, by the way, people in the chat, I want to hear your reaction to this. Really you know, got an asset for you. It's spicy. before anyone gets carried away. It's not Diego Costa. Um, okay. Why anyone's considered them anyway, I don't know. But for me, <laughs> I watched the um, West Ham and uh, West Ham v Bournemouth game, which. Um, I'm never getting that back. Those minutes in my life, <laughs> games. It was a terrible game. So that's watching me. football. That's what it does to you. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's what happens when you own Jared Bowen. Um, and and yeah, he does nothing. But a player that I did like um, was Saeed Ben Rama. Um, I thought you know Ben Rama guys. What yeah, do you think Ben Rama. In, the in terms of thoughts. In terms of what he picked up, you know, we got eight points. Obviously, he scored the penalty uh, near the end. Um, he got his clean sheet for, for the midfielder as well. And I just think that, um, for me, he kind of looked fresh on the left for West Ham. He looked really fresh. Was it his haircut, you know, mate, to be honest? Well, no. We had a bit of a, I don't know, what can I call it? Was it a Gaza? I don't even think it was that. It, it, it looked like it was glued on his hair, basically. But, um, <laughs> it looked like a Lego head. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I will say, you know, in terms of his, his sharpness, uh, his dribbling, his step overs, um, his shooting was was okay. wasn't the worst. He took a couple of shots on sight. Um, I really, really liked him. And I think in terms of him taking the penalty, that's another great sign with Bowen missing the week before. Uh, and what I will say is that he's only 5.6 million. Um, so he's basically 2.7 million cheaper than Bowen, um, and I know that you know people. A lot of people will say that value isn't an issue this year. I don't think it is. I don't think. I think a lot of people would say that 100 million, considering what assets are priced at this year, you know, 
you know, we've got a bag full of riches to spend on a team and so on. But in terms of if you've got Bowen and you want to move off him, it might be a bit of a sideways move. But if you've not got him, keep an eye out because, you know, as I say, I think he looked really, really good. I know they've got Manchester United next game, but United don't look like world beaters at the minute. Um, and then they play Palace at home, whose defence, as we've seen, isn't as solid as what people thought. And the last fixture then is, is Leicester um, at home before the World Cup. So keep an eye out for that one. I really did like him, what I saw. It could just be a one-game one thing. I'm not saying he's going to set yeah, the yeah. world light. But, um, but yeah. Well, I, I think um, Diz is making a fantastic point in the chat here that um, Ben Rama has penalties. I think Jared Bowen did, um, after his penalty miss, did uh, come out in an interview and say that he was um, off penalty duty from now on. So if Ben Rama can nail himself down in that side, you know, uh, as Mike, as Mike, Uncle Mike in the chat says, it could be August 2021 <laughs> all over again. Or, or as Colin um, says, there appears to be straws that need clutching. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, the realist in me is probably siding with Colm there and saying mm. that Ben Rama probably isn't, but there is a deep football romantic in me that yeah. is saying Ben Rama is pure vibes and we should maybe <laughs> go for it. <laughs> uh, well, oh, man. you heard it here. You know, if he does do, do bits, you know, I want some credit for that. If he doesn't, We'll keep quiet and we won't mention it again. <laughs> we'll never, we'll never speak of this moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he should, who should not be named. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Great stuff. Yeah, that's, oh, that's well, brilliant, brilliant. And so, you know, keep an eye out, guys. Um, we are going to wrap up the show right there. Thank you to everyone who's joined us in the chat. If you're new around here don't forget to give us a subscription and maybe a cheeky like a review on the app if you are listening along uh, so that you don't miss out on any more of our future uh, podcasts going up. Enjoy the rest of your evening or your morning, wherever you are, and we'll be back for more content ready for game week 15. See you later, fantasy managers. <laughs>